What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Making the Turn, the premier green industry podcast that highlights professionals across many areas, including golf course management, sports turf, sales, business, education, landscaping, and more. Making the Turn is hosted by me, BJ Parker. I've spent nearly 25 years in the green industry, mostly as a golf course superintendent, and now I want to bring the knowledge and insight from myself and the many people I've met and continue to meet along the way. Making the Turn will provide valuable content for those looking to learn from others, gain useful tips and tricks, and be better in their daily lives. You can find Making the Turn on Apple Podcasts, the iHeartRadio app, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Please be sure to rate, review, share, and subscribe. It helps keep the podcast growing and getting better. Thanks for listening, and welcome to another episode of the Making the Turn podcast. What is going on, everybody? Welcome into another episode of the Making the Turn podcast. I'm your host, BJ Parker, and I appreciate you joining me. And I've got a little special um, treat for you. I guess uh, it took me a while to have a... one of my children on this podcast, but it's fitting as I'm taping this on Father's Day that I have my oldest daughter, Allison Parker, with me. How you doing? Hey, Dad. I'm doing good. How are you? I'm good. How is everything? You know, it's good. Life is good. Yeah? It's moving fast. It's what, moving faster as I'm getting older. Yeah? Yeah. What What do you think about this whole podcast thing? I think it's cool. You know, yeah? I think that it's inspiring to see you doing something that you're passionate about, and a lot of times people are scared to to do the things that they're passionate about because they're afraid of what people are going to say or whatever, and it's it's inspiring to see you. I don't always understand it, yeah, well. but, you know, it is inspiring to see you branch out and do something that you've always talked about, Yeah, you know? Well, I'm, I'm having a lot of fun doing it. You know, um, it's obviously geared towards what I do for mm-hmm. a living and, and talking to some of the people that, uh, you know, are in our industry and doing things like that. But as I'm trying to create new content and different things like that, you know, I branched out into having singer-songwriters, you know, um, golf pro, just, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of different people. Uh, my buddy who we write music together was on, you know, so I just like doing that and kind of creating some different stuff and intermingle the turf stuff and all the industry stuff into it. And, you know, I think I started this um, – it's a little over a year now and 60 some odd ep- episodes into it. <clears throat> Excuse me. And, um, you know, it's, uh, it's been a lot of fun. It's been, uh, something I've enjoyed doing. It's actually one of the things that I've enjoyed doing the most. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I know you guys probably don't listen to all of them, mm-hmm. which is fine. I mean, I wouldn't <laughs> listen to all of them either, Yeah. but, um, you know, it, it was, it's something that's, uh, gained some momentum and I've enjoyed it. And, yeah. you know, I'm, I thought it would be cool. We, we've, kicked around this idea about sitting down and chatting and mm-hmm. and um and i'm glad we're getting to do it you yeah, know me so. too. I, I think it's cool that you're starting to kind of like not drift from what your topics t- you know typically are yeah. but to try to because you never know kind of once you create a relationship with your listeners right if they like listening to you they're yep. gonna listen to because they like listening to you they like you as a right. person so you know you never know people are interested in all different kinds of stuff. They come for one thing, and you never know what you're going to get out of it. Yeah, so, you know, the thing is, is, is um, you know, along the way, you hope that you get to learn something about people and relationships or what mm-hmm. they do, what they go through in life, because that's what this is all really about. I talk a lot to people, and we talk about, you know, um, the things that they do on their current job or whatever mm-hmm. and how that works and some of the things, difficulties and challenges and some of the things that they can might help people do. 
but also it's about getting to know someone. And, mm -hmm. and so along the way, people have gotten to know me and they, you know, but you know, they don't know everything about mm -hmm. me. And this is, you know, one more aspect of it is to sit down and talk to you mm -hmm. who you can tell your age, but <laughs> I mean, I'm, you know, you're, you know, 24, 24 yeah. and, and, you know, you're a grown woman mm -hmm. and you're, you know, you're, you've got a lot going on for you. And, you know, and now it's just more about, you know, seeing you progress through life mm -hmm. and mold, but you're making choices on your own. Yeah. You're doing things. And so, you know, one of the things that, that I definitely want to talk to you about is like your perspective from mm -hmm. your, you know, what, what you're dealing with and sort of the things that are, you know, got you motivated or doing. And mm -hmm. so, Tell everybody a little bit about you. You don't okay. have to go into great detail, but like, um, you know, just, you know, where you're at right now, kind of okay. what you're doing and, and um, you know, what, what sort of things you're looking to be doing in life. Well, I am 24, like we said earlier, and I currently am working in my first adult job, yeah. which is um, I work for the American Job Center and we do workforce development. So we pay for uh, low-income individuals to return to school. Right. Um, we do all kinds of stuff like that. I, and actually with the COVID-19, the coronavirus, um, we ended up having to do a lot of work in unemployment and you know, trying to capture some of those people and say, look, you know, um, this is a setback, but it's not, you know, a lot of people were unemployed. A lot of people were um, laid off of their jobs and with kind of, an unknown future. And, uh, in my field, we kind of try to pinpoint, uh, people who we think might want to start a different track. Yep. And, uh, kind of like you said, making the turn, like, you know, a lot of these people are faced with this decision. Like, yep. am I like, what am I going to do? This is my livelihood. I have a family, I have kids, I have, you know, this and that. And, uh, so I have a play an instrumental role in, uh, paying for people to go to school yep. and, uh, provide, maybe a new future for right. somebody. And uh, it's very rewarding for me to do that and see somebody grow and flourish in something they might not have ever thought that they could do. Right. And it's very, it's very inspiring to me because yeah. a lot of the people that I deal with, like I said, are low income or they're single mothers who want to go back to nursing school. They go to be LPN because they want to make more money for their kids. They're right. nurses. They're, I mean, or they're, you know, waitresses. They're this or that. And it's inspiring to me as a 24-year-old to give somebody who's more, almost twice my age, you know, right. a new start at life. Right. And it's been kind of jarring because, you know, I've not really had that experience yet right. I'm just starting out in the work world but to see people get set back and then have to find a new starting point that's you know it's been really eye-opening for yeah. me to be so instrumental in helping people you know move forward in life how, how does how does seeing someone who's in the middle part of their life who might have had some setbacks in their life you know, whatever the case might be, how does mm -hmm. that affect you being as in you're kind of in the start of your life? What does it do for you from a mindset standpoint? I mean, I think it just, it forces me to be aware that no matter how good my life is right now, it could change tomorrow. Right. And I mean, I've, we've had pharmacists come in who they close their store down and right. they're making $150,000 a year pharmacists. They can't find a job to save their life. They're 60 years old. Yep. They can't, you know, and it, it's jarring to me because, you know, 
it, it's like uh, I'm looking forward to being an adult, but it could all change tomorrow for yeah. me. And it and I think it just forces me, like I said, to be aware that you know to be comfortable but not too comfortable because you just never know life yep. is crazy and i think the coronavirus really showed me that because i was i'm somebody that goes 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 concerts right you know i'm going to the movies dinner all kinds of stuff and to have to take a step back and say oh life can change overnight right um i was forced to work from home that was a big deal that was mentally taxing so you know i think it's just it's like you said, the mindset of just looking forward and thinking, this could all change. Mm -hmm. And will I be okay with that? If not, what can I do to put me in the position that I am okay with change? Because right. change is hard, right. no matter what age. You're 16, 36, yep. 46, it's hard. Change is hard. Nobody likes change. No, but you know, it's it's the one thing that you, you've got to dive into. You've mm -hmm. got to be able to, uh, you know, pick up the pieces for whatever, you know, situation you're in and move forward. And, mm -hmm. and if you stop or if you slow down or you just stand still, then you get, you know, things just pass you by. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of what I would, I hope that I've been able to encourage you and, and your brothers and sisters is that, you know, the things that I'm seeing now mm -hmm. or what I wish somebody would have told me when I was your age, because mm -hmm. I do things differently mm -hmm. and now I'm having to catch up. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's whether it's do music or do this podcast or all these things kind of, you know, why was I waiting around? Why was I complacent mm -hmm. in everything that I had in life? Because, mm -hmm. you know, life comes at you super fast. Mm -hmm. And so, the, you know, the last 10 years has kind of been a whole whirlwind. And so now I'm trying to, you know, reflect back on all of that and say, you know, I can't beat myself up because all that happened. Mm -hmm. I just got to move forward and figure out how to do as good as I can going forward because, you know, that crap happens. It's going to mm -hmm. happen to you. It's already happened to you in bits and pieces, but it just doesn't have as much of a monumental effect mm -hmm. on you. So I would say that, like, you know, you've always been one of those people that cared for people, always mm -hmm. had a, a an enduring heart for wanting to help others. Mm -hmm. You know, you've never been one that's kind of been, you know, doing things for selfish reasons. Mm -hmm. I mean, sure, you like to go and have fun and you have friends and mm -hmm. do all that, but... You know, your job is specifically in order to help people who have had difficulty in their life. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's difficult on someone who's 24 years old and really doesn't know what life's all about, yeah. you know. But you've seen enough in your lifetime mm -hmm. already and, and you've dealt with it. And so, you know, I think that it's important that you, you know, you kind of articulate what that means to you for, at this point is like, what what do you see yourself doing? You know, are you... Are you making goals, you know, looking at yourself in like a one-year, three-year, five-year outlook? Because, you know, one of the things I've always told you is like, you know, you can do anything you want if you mm -hmm. put your mind to it. Mm -hmm. And and so to have that mentality and like no, no, nobody can tell you you can't do something, mm -hmm. you know, but you also have to work and you have to provide and you have to do these things mm -hmm. too. So it's do you want to work in this position all your life? Mm -hmm. And maybe it works out, maybe it doesn't. Or do you want to, you know create something for yourself or, you know, build something that you can, you know, be proud of. And the biggest thing is that you enjoy doing it mm -hmm. every single day. Mm -hmm. Cause that's what I did. I love being a golf course superintendent. And when it got snatched away from me, it mm -hmm. just wrecked me. And, mm -hmm. and it made me realize that like, I wasn't in control of that ever. Mm -hmm. And I let people determine my, my happiness and my future. Mm -hmm. 
Did I get complacent or did I do things maybe that I shouldn't have done? Or was I, you know, not, you know, not doing enough adjusting or whatever, Mm -hmm. maybe, but I never got that opportunity to figure that out. Mm -hmm. So I just don't want you to ever be in a place where, you know, that's where you're at. And Mm -hmm. so you got to constantly be mentally aware of what's out there, what you need to do. And, you know, just also live life and, Mm -hmm. and enjoy it. So you know, I don't want to hijack your thoughts no, and everything, but at the same time, I'm, you know, I'm trying to, because, you know, there's people that listen to this podcast, mostly men, mm-hmm. I'm assuming there's some women, but, you know, that have children mm-hmm. and, you know, they want to be able to talk to them and tell them and not every one of them can sit down and have a conversation with their, you know, they, they get, you know, all ages, mm-hmm. whatever. So, you know, I think you, it's important that you give your perspective on, you know, what you're going through now, you know, you know, what it's like to have graduated college, Mm -hmm. you know, and some of the things you're dealing with that I didn't have to deal with and that that other people are dealing with. So, I mean, that's a long winded answer to say, Mm -hmm. just talk about some of the things that are now Mm -hmm. going on that make it a challenge for you, your age group and, 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 you know, females and males like you. Mm -hmm. Well, I think that something that I think is so vastly different from where I'm at now and where you were when you were my age is I'm single. I'm not dating, you know, I'm not. And, and, and that's partly my choice. That's, um, because I want to work on myself and want to be happy fully in myself. Um, and you know, with social media and phones, uh, it, it makes everything else 10 times Harder, yeah. I think, to socialize, to make friends, to do anything because everything looks so good on Instagram. I can make my life on Instagram look like a Kardashian tomorrow, yeah. you know? And I think it's so easy to get wrapped up when you're my age, especially my age group, yep. to look at that and be like, everybody's life is so perfect. Why does mine suck? Right. And, but, I can make my life, even if I think it sucks, which it doesn't, but I, even if I think it sucks, I can make my life look what, however I want it to on the internet. And I think that people my age tend to forget that a lot of what we see on the internet is a facade. And it, it, but it paints this image like, oh, I have to look like this. I have to be this. I have to be a millionaire at 24 because right. there are people who are millionaires who are 24 because of YouTube, <clears throat> of Instagram, of Twitter, of all these different things that um, I sit back and think, why can't I do that? Why can't why can't I be a millionaire? But then I think, well, because I don't try hard, because <laughs> I don't try, to, no. don't don't try at it, and it's an algorithm that you have to basically master. And like you said, I don't I, like I feel like I don't have time to to just dedicate to that. People that have made millions who are twenty four have dedicated their life to it since they were 13 making YouTube videos, yeah. you know? And I just feel like the... Um, well, don't you feel like everything that's attainable... And this is something that I that I struggle with a lot. Mm-hmm. So I'm saying this not from a critical standpoint, mm-hmm. but self-reflection is, is like everything is attainable as long as you put in the work. Mm-hmm. Because n- you can have all that. You mm-hmm. can do all that. It's just like anything. If you want to you know, stop eating bad mm-hmm. or whatever, you know, you gotta, you gotta do it and oh, yeah. be consistent at it. And mm-hmm. and that's the same thing. So, you know, it's, it's, it's really a sacrifice of one thing over another, mm-hmm. you know, how, how good do I want to make this podcast? Mm-hmm. Well, if I worked at it m- more than I do, mm-hmm. then, then I would have a, 
a, a way better podcast than I do right now. Mm-hmm. Am I content with where it's at? No, but I, some days I get, I find myself being lazy about it. Same thing mm-hmm. in work. Can I put off something tomorrow that mm-hmm. I, you know, and do it, you know, another day. And so my point is, is like, don't necessarily think about it, what it is that you can't do, mm-hmm. but more about, am I willing to do what it takes to do it mm-hmm. and get there? Yeah. Because that's the hardest part. And, mm-hmm. and, and nobody, you know, you hear me talk about this all the time. It's like nobody else can do that for you. Oh, it's yeah. the only person that you're looking in the mirror, um, it can do that. And so you just got to make, you just got to, you just got to make that commitment. And then you got to, then you have to beat yourself, challenge yourself. You have to, you know, be focused on, you know, doing that better every single day. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, that, that might mean sacrificing friendships or that might mean sacrificing, you know, watching Netflix mm-hmm. or whatever the case might be, you know, mm-hmm. for whatever you're trying to chase. And so, you know, that's my two cents on it, yeah. I guess. Well, and I, I think, you know, especially something that I've struggled with as getting older is, you know, with the introduction of social media and Snapchat and all these things is that, like I said, when you look at people's lives, they look so perfect. They look so right. this standard of just, well, that's on you purpose. know, Oh yeah. And it is on, it is on purpose. Yeah. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm 24 and I think I can count on two hands how many real true friends that I have, you know? Yeah. And I think that for me has been because I'm somebody that loves to be around people. I love to be social. I love to hang out with Patrick and Kristen. And I love to yeah. be here with y'all. I love to be with my friends and invite my friends to be with my family. And I just love to be with my friends and family. Yeah. And something that is almost like I've had like a small identity crisis is like, I don't feel like I have a lot of friends and that's kind of, it makes me feel lonely, you know? And I know I have friends who at the end of the, like would, would go to the ends of the world for me and I, and I would do the same for them. But, you know, I see all these people going to parties. I see all these people, you know, doing this and that. And I'm like, well, why don't, why don't I, why can't I ever seem to attain that? And I think that there's a lot more people in my situation who are in the same boat as me who don't feel like they have a lot of friends, but they can, but we make it look like we do. We make it look like we, you know, have these grand whatever. And I think, I just think that there's a lot more people my age who are not, you know, in big social groups or, you know, cause I think about, when and you can tell me if I'm wrong, but like when you were in college and when mom was in college, like y'all are still friends with a lot of the people you went to college with, that you went to high school with. I'm not, you know, I have friends that I made that I met throughout my life experience, throughout mm-hmm. jobs, throughout, and that's fine. But I never had that like traditional college experience, and partly because I chose not to, but. The other half is like now, well, crap, I'm lonely because I have I didn't oh. put in the time and effort to make friends in, in, in college. And um, I think that there's a lot more people in my situation than they would ever like to admit because, you know, like I said, you post the good parts of your life. Right. You don't post the bad parts of your life. You don't post when you're sitting at home three weekends in a row. You post when you're at the lake. You know, you post sure. when you're on the beach. You uh, Nobody posts the bad no, parts. Nobody posts the bad, no matter what age. Uh-uh. Nobody's posting the bad parts. Um, 
So I think that's something I've struggled with after post-grad life is like, well, crap. Like I graduated college with like no friends. I mean, my personal friends who I've met, you know, through, like I said, through life and concerts and work and things like that. But I feel like I don't have college friends who people are like, oh, yeah, the friends you meet in college are the friends you keep for life. And I'm like, I didn't really meet my friends at college. I met my friends at working at Old Navy, because <laughs> that's where I did meet my f- best friend work, was working at Old Navy and working uh, or going to a concert, sure. you know? So I think for me, it's just looked different, and that's okay. And I had to tell myself, it's okay that my friendships and things are different than what other people, you know, other people's experience with mm-hmm. making friends, you know? Do you, do you feel like that social media... Is it responsible for that or it feels a void sometimes? Oh, I, I definitely think social media feels void because yeah. especially for me, because I grew up, you know, in the era where like Snapchat, like I was around, like I was like in high school when Snapchat was created. I was in high school when Instagram became what Instagram is. Right. And, you know, kids, we didn't use Instagram like kids these days use Instagram and and Snapchat now. Right. It was more just like you post a terrible picture of yourself and you move on. Nobody cared. Right. But now it's, like I said, it's just this facade of, well, I'm perfect, so you should be perfect. Right. And that, and it's it's easy to post that and, and look, you know, put the filter, make yourself look, you know, the best you can ever look. And I think it's easy to fall into that trap, like you said, where it's just like it is kind of – the culprit, I think, of why people struggle sometimes. Well, you know, and each platform is completely different, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I think, I think they all have their goods and bads, mm-hmm. you know. And we can obviously talk about that for hours. But if you use it in the right way, if you use social media, I think it's a wonderful tool uh-huh. for, and it's created a lot of opportunities. You have way more opportunities um, than I ever had, mm-hmm. you know. And you can be in close proximity to people um, fairly quickly. You can conversate back and forth with very highly important people. Mm-hmm. I mean, they may not always respond to you, but you can, you know, you can send them a message like yeah. just like that real quick, you know. And so that and, you know, the opportunities are there for you to do that. The The part that I have a struggle with is like, you know, you have the people who want everybody to think that their life's perfect. Which, mm-hmm. you know, you should never ever buy into all of that. Mm-hmm. You know, you yourself will buy into that by posting things that are just about the, the highlights of your life. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you never, you never in if you're not using it to like share good information or talk about things or help someone or motivate someone. Mm-hmm. You know, then you're really just kind of wasting your time, mm-hmm. you know, because there's stuff like TikTok and, you know, it's just fun. It's just like these things, but mm-hmm. there's people creating things within and around those that are creating a lot of opportunities for themselves. Mm-hmm. Where you can get lost is, is buying into a lot of the negativity or believing that some person's life, you know, one of the things you probably have faced many times is like, you know, hey, your friend is with another friend. Oh, yeah. And... You know, why Why didn't they invite That's me? That's what I was kind of trying to get yeah. at earlier is like, why didn't I get invited to that? Why right. didn't I get to, why didn't I get invited to this party? Why didn't I? And, and I even struggled with that, you know, looking at my sister, looking at Aaron's Instagram, my sister. You yeah. know, I even struggled like 
she's having so much fun. She's, you know, she's doing so much stuff that I'm not doing. And, you know, we had a long conversation about it. And it's like she just had a different experience than I right. did. And that's fine. And you have to learn that your exper- your life is not meant to be somebody else's life. Right. But on Instagram, people want their life to look like somebody else's life. Right. But your your life is not my life. Your decisions are not my decisions. Right. Your thoughts and opinions are not mine. And I think that that is part of, you know, what I've just had to learn coming out of college and, and, and fully being an adult, being on my own, making adult decisions, you know, doing everything for myself. Um, that's just been one of the things that's like, when I'm sitting at home on the weekends, I'm like, I should be out doing something, but I'm not. I'm sitting at home or I'm, yep. you know, and, uh, but there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just, that's just No, my it's just experience. if you're okay with it. Yeah. You have to be okay with it because what, what you can buy into is a, is a, uh, a level of, you know, call it depression or lack of motivation mm-hmm. or anxiety or whatever normal you know, feeling you kind of get when you're just by yourself mm-hmm. and you're find yourself either doing something, you know, watching Netflix. You're like, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. You know, I, why can't I be out doing something? And that's what I, that's what I hope that you sort of get from just kind of talking through it and hearing yourself, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, Hey, you know, I can't worry about what everybody else is doing. I can only worry about me. If I'm mm-hmm. fine watching, you know, a TV show for three hours, then I'm cool with that. That's the decision I made, and I'm not going to worry about what somebody else is doing. But if I go, you know, walk for an hour or, -hmm. or, you know, read a book, Mm -hmm. those are the things that, you know, you'll start making those little adjustments to what you're doing, and you'll Mm -hmm. start working on yourself, and that'll attract people who will want to be around you in Mm -hmm. your life more. And it's just a very simple it's just a very simple equation. It's like mm-hmm. the more you work on yourself, the more people want to be around you. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, how can I always be wanting to help people? Mm-hmm. You know, always be wanting to, that's the, that was the, the basic reason for starting this podcast was like, not only do I want to talk about people in my industry, I want people to know them mm-hmm. because they'll know me eventually, but these people don't get a voice. They don't mm-hmm. get to talk about this stuff. And, and it's kind of, you know, a shame that we, you know, it's taken, you know, this long just to get word out about who this person is or who that person is. Cause I've got people that I've talked to that have changed jobs or done, you know, gone on and do, done different things or, you know, they're, they're on the, you know, you know, they're, they're got, I want to get back with them and get an update, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's just one of those things that, you know, um, don't get complacent in what your, what your life is like mm-hmm. based on what everybody else is doing, mm-hmm. because you're right, you know, you're only responsible for you Mm -hmm. and as bad as I hate to say it you know it's like your mom and I can't just like always bail you out Mm -hmm. or you know I mean I use that bail you out Mm -hmm. loosely but I mean it's like you know it's like we can give you the advice but Mm -hmm. you have to make those decisions and choices and and I think it's important that you start to you know run that filter through your head of you know hey you know I can't worry about what people think about me or what they're doing or how their lives are like Mm -hmm. that I got to focus on what I'm doing. Yeah. Uh, I think, you know, there was a time when I was trying to become <laughs> Instagram famous because I was trying to uh, make makeup videos. Yeah. And I, and I was running with it. How, people, how many kids these days just stop, though? Oh, I know. Well, and I was, I was running with it. I was, yeah. like, making a video constantly. I was, like, constantly reviewing products, constantly, all on my Instagram story. And I would get 200, 300 400 views on my story like they started going up and up 
And I heard a few people say, well, that's just weird. Like, why are you always on there? You say, um, too much. You do this too much. You do that too much. And I just quit. Instead of just being like, screw you. I like this. I like this. I get a lot of people ask me questions. I feel like I'm doing a service to people. I'm loving this. I don't care if I'm coming home and I'm staying up till three in the morning with makeup on my eyes and whatever. This is what I, I'm enjoying it. Right. And then I just quit because I just heard these people say, well, you know, you're not, you just do this, you know, whatever. And I was like, well, crap. Well, then because these three people said I suck, basically, I quit. And I just, and sometimes I kick myself because I was like, I mean, even if I think I would have gotten a small following, it still would have been so satisfying to me to be like, these people care what I say. They care about, they ask me questions. They, they want my genuine opinion, you know? And then I just quit because I was just, it was like, well, not because it was hard, but because I was afraid of what people would say. And I think that that's why I think I, I think I do that a lot. Like I just give up and I shouldn't. And well, you, you, you have a, a tendency to overanalyze. Uh-huh. I mean, let's just be honest. Yeah. <laughs> you, yeah. you are a very critical thinker about mm-hmm. everything. You have to know all the answers before they happen. You need mm-hmm. to know what's this, what, you know, why is this going to happen? You analyze, you know, instead of, you know, just winging it and doing it and figuring it out, you, you know, and then part of that is, is you worry about, you know, if I, if you pleased a hundred people and out of those hundred people, you know, you had three people say something, mm-hmm. you're going to focus on the three people instead of the 97 mm-hmm. that, you know, are enjoying what you're doing. And I'll give you, I'll give you a perfect example of that. When I started this, I was like, there's nobody going to listen to this. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't think, and I didn't even know what I was doing. And so you know, it took me some time, and I finally got the courage, and you know, and I had had uh, Chris on the first guest, and we we rocked it out, and and I was like, okay, that sounds pretty good, but is anybody going to listen? And so I posted it, did a few little marketing things on Twitter mm-hmm. and whatnot, and so I came back like a day or two later, and I checked the uh, statistics on my mm-hmm. uh, hosting site, and I was like, seven people. Seven people listen to this? Yeah. I was like, that's crazy. I didn't think one person would listen. Yeah. And so I came back the next day and it was like, it was like 14. It was mm-hmm. just kept going up. I was like, wait a second. And, you know, so now I'm like, I don't even, I just kind of make sure that all my numbers are kind of working out, you know, mm-hmm. as, as to where I'm at. And then if I'm getting, you know, more and more and it, and that's what I'm seeing. It's just, and I don't worry about screwing up. Mm-hmm. I don't worry about what I say or do, or if I go, uh, or whatever. Yeah. I don't. I mean, and I don't, you know, and I tell people, I try to bring people on and make them feel comfortable because this is not comfortable for most people. I mean, mm-hmm. I've done this a lot. So I I can, you know, I can kind of hem and haul around about it and, mm-hmm. and get through it. And even if I'm not feeling it one mm-hmm. day, but, you know, sometimes the person on the mic who I'm interviewing, they don't, they don't do this very often, especially in our business because mm-hmm. we don't, you know, we're just behind the scenes. But yeah. so it's like, you know, I would say just, you know, you got to get back after it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a perfect time for you to do whatever you want to do and mm-hmm. not worry about it. If if you if you got three people consistently listening, mm-hmm. that's way better than you not doing anything, and you worrying about three people what they might think. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, just keep doing it. You yeah. know, do and 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 I think that's where I I have gotten to with kind of some of the things that I want to do is like you know. I got a lot of life experience. I've got a lot of things. They don't 
people people don't need one more person telling them how to be or what mm-hmm. to do. They might just hear it differently from me. Yeah, it might come differently because of my experience that they can relate to. You know, mm-hmm. that's all. And I and, and everybody, I you know, I share this a lot. Everybody has a story to tell. Mm-hmm. Everybody has something that they can share that will help others, whatever that is. Because if you to look at yourself deep down, you'll probably have you know something that is impacted you or something that you've gone through or you deal with. And instead of looking at it and saying, woe is me, talk about it and make mm-hmm. it and use that, you know, to help other people. Cause it's undoubtedly one of your friends will come to you and you, and you need to give them advice. Oh yeah. And where's that? What, you know, some, you can be like, screw that and go do this and blah, blah, blah. And to heck with there. Or you can say, <laughs> wait, let's pump the brakes and yeah. let's talk about what's going on here. Is it something you need to do to work on yourself or is it, you know, so, um, you know, it's just one of those things where I think the biggest fear, especially, I mean, almost any age person, but the biggest fear is worrying about what other people think, mm-hmm. what your mom's going to think, what your dad's going to think, what your best friend's going to think, mm-hmm. what your wife or husband's going to think. You know, it's just, you know, if you if you go around with that crippling mentality, you're never you're just going to sit on the, the, the start line. You're just never going to mm-hmm. go, and yeah. and the more the sooner you I think the sooner you learn that and earn and realize that that's that's where you as long as you make that you know just take that step and mm-hmm. just get away from that mentality you'll be happy you'll, yeah and you won't worry about anything else yeah you know well um I made my first kind of big girl decision and I bought my first car right which was a really big deal for me. Cause, and you struggled with that. And I did struggle making, <laughs> I struggled because I thought this is going to be, this is going to make my life better. This yep. is going to increase my life tenfold because I was driving my great grandmother's 2001 Nissan Altima, which <laughs> no problem with that. It had, it had less than a hundred thousand miles on it. So to me, that's, that's like a gem of a car, but um, I struggled with that. And I was like, why am I, why am I struggling with pulling the trigger? Which I was getting the runaround yep. from all these dealerships. I, I, the first place I went to, I got a 12% interest loan. I thought, I can't, there's no way in, there's no way I could ever afford a car with a 12% interest loan. Yep. So then I was discouraged. I, I, I was like, you said, woe was me. I hate my freaking life. I'm never going to be able to buy a car. You know, I got everybody telling me what I need to be doing because I'm asking yep. for everybody's advice instead of just saying, I'm an adult. I don't need anybody else's advice, which I'm very grateful for you and Uncle Wade and Patrick because y'all all three kind of helped me through the process and my mom too, but, yep. you know, kind of helped me through the process. But I did the wheeling and dealing and I was trying to, talk these people down and I was not confident at all lacked every bit of confidence that I possibly could have ever had and you know I just thought I'm never gonna buy a freaking car I can't like I can't make a decision to save my life I kept going back and forth SUV small car whatever and finally I just uh, it's it's kind of crazy. I ended up buying a car that I never even test drove. I just saw a picture of it and bought it over the phone. Yeah. And I thought, how did I, how how was I able to pull the trigger on this and not pull a trigger sitting in front of the dealer, you know, sitting in front of you know the guy who's helped me try to buy this car? How did, how was I able to pull the trigger over the phone? And I think it just came down to you know what, I'm an adult. I'm making an executive decision. Right. And I finally just told myself. 
you, you deserve to have this car. You can afford this car. You don't need anybody to tell you you should wait. You don't need anybody to tell you this or that. And, you know, after I told them I wanted that car and I bought it and they said sold, it has been the best feeling for me to have yeah. just made that, to just ultimately just said, you know what? I, I feel like I made the best decision for me and it's been freeing yeah. to to have made that first decision like moving out on my own was a big decision but for me buying the car was the first kind of real step into like okay I asked for all these opinions I really don't need them I could have just done this on my own which I'm still great I'm very grateful for the opinions and for the help but you know that was the kind of like a first big real big purchase I've ever made besides my student loans but you know uh you know because I, I bought that degree that I have but you know it's a very freeing feeling to do that and to know I did it mostly on my own what did that what did that do for you as far as a confidence that you know that you know is a complicated process it's difficult you mm -hmm. have to deal with you know things that you're not 100% sure about you know interest rates and you know what you know you know, term limits and payments and mm -hmm. all these different things. So once you worked yourself through all that, and obviously you got advice. And mm -hmm. I mean, even to this day, I still ask people for advice and mm -hmm. help, you know, when I'm not sure about something. But, um, you know, what did that do for you as far as how it made you feel? Well, I okay, so I bought the car when I was at work. I had been talking to my coworkers, and I was like super discouraged. I thought I just had just gotten done telling them I was never going to buy this car or never going to get a car ever in my life. I was so down on myself. And I went to the bathroom, and the, the dealer called me and, and said, here's the price. Here's what we can do for you on the loan. My, he'd already talked to my banker. Yep. And I bought the car while I was in this bathroom stall at work. <laughs> and it was like my confidence just boosted through the roof. Like yep. I felt like I could have exploded yep. because I was just like, Oh my God, I, I'm going to have a new car. You know, I have never, you know, you and mom both bought, I, I bought a two, I had a 2001 Buick LeSabre. Yep. And then I had the Jeep Grand Cherokee, which I loved and put over a hundred thousand miles on it. And then I drove my Nana's car. And so I was just so ecstatic that I, I did this on my own. Right. And I am going to pay this car. And this is going to be mine. And it's mine, you yep. know. And it, it, it just skyrocketed uh, my confidence through the roof. Yep. because, I, And I've yet to, I feel like I've yet to come down from that with the car. Right. Because it just, it's taken such a load off my shoulders to know that I can get in my car and go anywhere I want to. And know that it's a it's a nice car, it's a comfortable car, it everybody else loves it, and it's yeah. like okay, I made the right decision, you know, and I haven't looked back since, and that's been a big, like that was that was big for me, and yeah. I needed to make it, I needed to make a decision like that, and it's been it's been really beneficial for me, I think. What does it What does it feel like that you have something that's yours that you worked for that you've put your money into mm -hmm. you you made a decision and this is something that's all yours like it, it's you're not slaved to anybody else mm -hmm. you're not you're not having to rely on me or you know your mom or anybody you've got all this on your own how does that translate to what you know you can think about it in terms of other things in your life but specifically like what is having your own car that you're responsible for like you said you can do whatever you want with it you know, how does that, how does that feel when it 
as, as far as being, because you do live on your own, you know, all mm -hmm. these things, but, you know, here's one thing that you needed to do. You said, you know, admittedly, you, you wanted to make the decision. How does that, how does that make you feel that you have something that's you worked for, you, you did, you went out mm -hmm. and made a decision and did it and you can, and you saw it through. It just makes me really proud of myself because, yep. you know, when I first started working, I was like, this is for nothing. I mean, I'm making a great paycheck for, you know, my area where I live. I'm, I'm 24 single. I, you know, I feel like I'm rolling in the dough, you know, right. and especially cause I had no car payment, you know, and, but to have something that I, like you said, that I know is mine, that it's my, I'm responsible for, it, it just makes me really proud of myself that I graduated college because I, I wanted to quit that. I wanted to stop going to college, and I don't know what I would have done, but I wanted to stop college. But if I wouldn't have graduated college, I wouldn't have ended up in this job. Yeah. And, you know, I took a summer where I just kind of laid around, didn't do anything, laid out a lot. And then I got this job in August, and I worked really hard and made relationships with my bosses, all five of my bosses, and who I love and adore, each and every one of them. And, you know, they wanted me. They, they hired me as a career advisor. That's my job title. And then it just makes me proud yep. of myself to say, you know what? I can do it. Like, life is not meant to be easy. It's not. No. But, you know, it's like, you know what? I can do it. Like, I am capable of making my dreams and my, you know, wishes come true. And right. for me, it was like I had been talking for years about buying a car. I think I'm going to buy a car. I'm going to go look at cars. And I had been for like two years. Right. But I just, it was like never the right time. And I thought, you know what, if I keep waiting, it's never, I'm just, I'm just going to keep driving and I'm going to be complacent. But I just decided to take that step and I thought I can afford it. I I deserve this, and I made that decision to you know ultimately buy the car, yeah. and it's been very eye opening for me just to say you know what your hard work does pay off, even in you know different way all kinds of different ways, right? But especially in just being able to financially take care of myself and know that I don't have to check my bank account, know that I don't have you know that I don't have to ask y'all for money. I mean that's just it's just very. It makes me proud of myself, right. you know. Right. Mm -hmm. And you, you know, you you can look at that in terms of everything you do. Mm -hmm. You know, if you work for it and you put in the effort and the timing and the whatever the financial resources or whatever you have to do, when you get to the point where you you know you can look back and say, "This is something I really worked for and I earned and I did it all on my own." I might have had some outside influences kind of help me and coach me and guide me, but you know, when you get and you look back on it, you're like. You know, I can accomplish anything if I just mm -hmm. if I just use the tools and the abilities and the and the thought processes that I used in this one particular instance to just apply it to everything that I do. Mm -hmm. You know. Well, and I, you know, I think like going back to kind of like the college thing that I was talking about earlier. You know, like if I would have probably listened to. If like Gary, I don't know, was he around when I was in high school, Gary V? No. Yeah, if he would have been around when I was in high school, I don't know if I would have gone to college. Like I think I would have been inspired to do something, like to right. do something else. I would have gone to makeup school. I would have gone to cosmetology school. And it's never too late. I can go do that tomorrow sure. if I want to, and you know, and, and and start a whole new career for myself. Um, 
because sometimes I think just a real conversation, especially in the South, that, that you know, to have is like, you don't have to go to college. College is not. I think a, it's a very controversial take, college, but I, I agree with you that college is not for everybody. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and that's fine. Yeah. Like, I, I think that we should normalize kids not having to go to college mm-hmm. because I, I always liked school, but I didn't love it, you know, and I just. I didn't really care. I was not there to strive for A's. Now, I was when I changed my major, and, and I actually liked the classes I was right. taking. So I think that also has something to do with it. If you're taking classes that you love and that you're very interested in, you're obviously going to do well because you're motivated to do well. But I spent four years as an English major and hated every minute of it because I was like, I, this sucks. I don't give a, I don't care about European 1800s literature. I don't care about that, you know? Um, and so, you know, and in the process, I racked up all this <laughs> student loan debt for, for four years of stuff I didn't even care about. Right. And so looking back, I mean, hindsight's always twenty twenty. but I probably would have done something different. Now I'm happy now. I'm happy in my job. I'm not, I'm not upset that I, cause I'm very proud, like I said, to get the degree. That's right. something that some people don't, don't get to ever say they they attained as a bachelor's degree. So I am proud of myself for going and sticking it out, even though it took me five years to finish it, you know? Um, But if I would have, you know, if I would have been, if I would have even thought that technical school or, you know, makeup school or hair school was a, was an option, I think I would have done that. And I think I could have been very successful I could have made $100,000 a year as a makeup artist at 20 years old. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like I said, hindsight's always twenty twenty. But I think that normalizing kids going not going to college is a conversation that, like you said, there's people who listen to this that have kids yep. that, you know, just because you went to school and you loved school and you were grading school and you loved college doesn't mean that your kids have to. Right. Or because they can be successful Without college, you know, there's always going to be a need for electricians, for linemen, for all these different hands-on programs that, you know, there's always going to be a need for that. And they make hundreds of thousands of dollars. And so, you know. Well, I think it's I think it's important that um, you do what it is that makes you happy. Mm-hmm. And I think that where, where you get confused about school and specifically college is, is that it's, it's this mentality that like, that's the normal course of what you need to do. Mm-hmm. And I know way well, cause too, it is, it is the normal, it was mm-hmm. the normal course. Right. I mean, I was just told you go to, you go to, you know, elementary, middle school, high school, you go to college and then you're off on your own. Well, that's just a old school way of thinking. Now, mm-hmm. If you want to be a lawyer or doctor, there's certain, you know, you're going to have to go through some education and even some other skills that I'm probably leaving out. But at the same time, it's like if you're 23, 22 years old or 18 or, you know, in that range right, or any any point in your life. But let's just use your sort of time frame and you're thinking about, you know, college and I need to do this, you know, but your passion is, you know, to, you know, uh, you know do makeup videos like you were talking about, Mm -hmm. then what do you need to go to school for? Mm -hmm. You need to learn some business, uh, you know, you know, tools. You need to learn how to, you know, make things on the internet. All that's available for you. You can YouTube, you can YouTube everything you possibly can Mm -hmm. need. And so what school is not going to give you is the work ethic and all the things that you're going to need to do 
in order be, to do. You can be real smart and have no work ethic, or right. you can be real smart and not have you know, and and never do anything with right. what you were with what you went to school for, and yep. that's fine. That's fine. I mean, I'll be I'll just be honest, and I've said this before, never really on record, but like. I loved golf. I wanted to be a golf course architect. I didn't pursue that because of some things that, you know, happened in my life and I started to enjoy doing the turf work. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if I would have if I would have been thinking about things differently if I would have gone back to school and studied what I'm studying. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'd have done that. Mm-hmm. I would have rather owned a golf course mm-hmm. or started a business that helped golfers you know i I just i I have a completely different thought process about what i wanted to do Mm -hmm. because of what happened to me in my career was like i i worked up i did i i had an assistant job i worked there i finally got a superintendent job i worked there and you know and and i just my life was just kind of progressing and then it was just snatched away from me just Mm -hmm. like that and and so when you think about it in those terms, I just put myself in that situation thinking that that was the way it was going to go. And, you know, it happens all the time. People get let go. People lose their jobs. You know, people get degrees they don't ever use. I mean, whatever the case might be. But mm-hmm. it's just, you know, I think it's a conversation probably for another day. But, I mean, yeah, it's like if you're passionate about something and you're thinking you need to go to college to do it, then you're just going to rack up student debt for mm-hmm. something you could spend that money you know, building something, mm-hmm. you know, you, I'm sure you'd like to take the money you spent on college to have, to, you know, be doing whatever. Oh, yeah. To travel, to experience yeah. the world. Um, and I think to ask somebody who's 18, 19, 20 years old, what do you want to do for the rest of your life? And you have to decide right now. Right. That's very intimidating. And it's, and it's hard when you're well, looking you won't around. Know. No, and you're when you're looking around and everybody's saying, "Well, you need to do this, or you should do that, or you'd be really good at this, yeah. or you'd be," re-. and it's it's kind of toxic to yeah. tell a kid like, "Oh yeah, you should do this," because half the time the chances are they're not going to want to do that yeah. unless they unless like they just want to please everybody else around them and they're just going to do what you think they think that, that everybody else should is telling them to do. But here's, I think the, the, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, but here's, right. here's the thing that I think that you, you guys face when, when that comes up is it's like it's a different world and it's a different mentality. And so the first thing is, is like if you have this idea, let's just say, you know, I'll use your brother's example. You know, when I was growing up, I didn't think that playing video games was more than just wasting time. Yeah. But now it's a legitimate thing, right? Mm-hmm. And so he comes, you know, he come to me or your mom and say, hey, I want, I want to pursue maybe doing this for a living. Mm-hmm. And you look at him and, and if you have a, a crazy way of thinking, or not crazy, but if you have a way of thinking that's not willing well, it's to not adapt. Traditional. It's not, traditional right. way of thinking, yeah. Right. If, you, if you're thinking that way, you, you would just look at him and ridic- you know, ridicule him and say, what do you want to do that for? You can't do that. But instead, you say, okay, that's a legitimate form of business. You know, you can make money doing that. Mm-hmm. But what's your plan? Mm-hmm. Do you, you know, how are you going to get there? What are the things around that particular decision that are going to get you there? Because if you just say it out loud and you never put a plan together, then, then there's no chance of ever, it ever working out. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that I think is important is, is there, you know, there's no crazy decisions at your age. Mm-hmm. You can try a hundred things, mm-hmm. but if, but if you go into them just saying, oh, if I screw this up, you know, whatever. But if you build something, 
and have a plan, mm -hmm. that crazy one small little idea can turn into something massive. Because mm -hmm. what happens if 10 years from now you've started all these makeup videos and now you're like, um, you know, a major makeup reviewer or you're a, a product line spokesperson for a major company mm -hmm. or even better, you start your own. Mm -hmm. you know, company or whatever. So that's the things that I think can lead to that mentality. If you don't let, if you don't allow people like me or anybody else to mm -hmm. say, well, that's just a stupid idea. Yeah. Well, and I think what a lot of people my age do struggle with is, and, and younger, is that, you know, you want to please the people in your life. You want to please your parents. You want to please your siblings, your grandparents. You know, you want to make them happy because that's, you know, that's what you want to do. Right. And I think a lot more people would, would, especially people my age would branch out and do the things that they enjoy more if they felt like there weren't going to be, they weren't going to be met with this criticism of, because that comes from a place of love, but that is talk, that toxic and, and because, you know, when you're constantly told, well, that doesn't, that's stupid. Why would you want to do that? You know, I think that it just, looking at things differently because times are different. Right. The world is different. It, 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 Completely. You know, and I think that that is what a lot of people struggle with is like times aren't like they used to be. It's, it's moving very fast and it, we're evolving very fast right. and technology is playing a hand in that. But, you know, they're like, going back to what we said at the beginning of our talk, you know, there's people my age who are making millions because they dedicated all their time to YouTube, to Instagram. And, I mean, people that are younger, Avery and Weston, you know, they're 12 and, you know, or 13 and 14, yep. you know. They've got people who, you know, who are their age who make millions because they reviewed toys online when they were, like, 10 years old. And they made $6 million in one year. I mean, that's a, that's a real thing, yep. you know. And I think that the criticism from the older generations of saying, well, that's not a real career, like, it is a real career, you know. It's completely Like, living, living a, but, you know, but there, there are people in the older generations who don't look at it like that. They say, well, that's just a waste of time. That's this or that. And, you know, I... I think, like you said, just training ourselves so that it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you think. If I want to post 100 makeup videos in one day, it doesn't matter what you think. If that's what I want to do, that's what I should do. Yeah. But it is hard to ignore those people saying in your life who you value their opinion when they're like, you know, well, we just don't think you should be doing that. If it's not harming anybody and it's me doing what I love, yeah. then it shouldn't matter. Yep. Like the like the whole concert deal and how I how I've seen one band eight times or whatever, you know. Yeah, everybody gives me crap about it, but you know what? That's what I love and that's what I do. And 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 I finally said, I don't care. Y'all can make as much fun of me as y'all want. I, yeah, I've heard the same song eight different times in different places or whatever. But that's what I love, and it's it's genuinely fun for me and exciting every single time. It yeah. never the excitement level never goes down, and I strive for moments like that. And I think everybody should strive for moments like that. You know, where it's like we don't, you just don't care what people say, because you're having fun and right. you're living life. Well, it's you know, it's it's the biggest. You know, you mentioned Gary Vee, um, and he it's his big. That's one of his biggest, you know, talking points is how you know. You really have to get over the, the fear of what people, and specifically people who are very close to you, moms, dads, brothers, sisters, friends, 
are going to think or feel about what your decision making is. Now, mm -hmm. if you're steering off in some crazy direction or yeah. whatever, then that's different. But if you're talking specifically about what you want to do in life and how you want to get there and the choices and decisions that you're making that are, you know, show direction and vision and effort and focus, then, man, I wouldn't worry about it. And, mm -hmm. and, I, and, and I think I've had to get over that. I've had to get over that a lot. I've had to, I still, I still look at myself in the mirror some days and go, you're just not, you're not, you're not where you want to be. And mm -hmm. you just got to get there and you've got to keep doing it every single day. And, you know, as much as I, you know, try not to get too bogged down or get deflect, defeated or feel like I'm, you know, not going to get there, mm -hmm. you know, I just got to trust that it's going to happen. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think that's, Unfortunately for me, I had to figure that out so late in life, mm -hmm. and it's you know it's just it's just a matter of getting to that point. Mm -hmm. And for you, I think you got everything ahead of you, and you know you don't have anybody to rely on you right now. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you want to be in a relationship and mm -hmm. all those things, but right now, when you can focus on just you, mm -hmm. it's the thing that you want. That's what you need to do because, like you said earlier, life can change really fast, mm -hmm. and things can, in the blink of an eye, can. You can be in a whole different set of situation. And so that's why I think it's important that you, you know, no wait. There's There shouldn't be no waiting in what mm -hmm. you guys are doing, specifically you. It's just like, you know what? I should do that. Mm -hmm. And I should do that with consistency. I should do that with purpose. And I'm not going to worry about what those two or three people are thinking. Yeah. And I think and that. If they, and if you get a bad comment, say, appreciate your advice. Thanks for watching. Yeah. And just move on. Yeah. Well, I agree. I totally, you know, I totally agree. And I think that looking when you when we were talking about earlier with my job and, and saying, you know, how it's forced my mindset to think about the future and, you know, how life can change so quick is that also, you know, kind of being cheesy, but like you, you can make the turn at any age. So I, I've gone to school. I've, you know, but I'm looking back and I'm like, mm, I probably would have liked to go to hair school yeah. or I would have liked to go to, uh, to get my makeup license so I can do makeup professionally. And, right. you know, because a dr my like ultimate dream would be to be a professional makeup artist for a celebrity, like sure. a traveling, like get with one celebrity and just do all their makeup for everything. And, uh, cause I know it's possible. It's crazy. But the Kardashian, one of the Kardashians found their, makeup artist through Instagram. They were just going through Instagram one day, found this makeup artist who loved how they did their makeup. And this kid's life has changed forever. Sure. You know, and I'm just like, that could happen for me. And I can make the turn at any age just because I'm not 45. You know, I don't have to have a midlife crisis to make the turn. And I think that that's what sometimes people yeah. should, you know, think like, oh, you know, I'm not liking what I'm doing so much. It doesn't matter what age I am. I can, I can take my life and go, as long as it's not going to hurt anybody, why not? Why not at least try? And because what's the worst that could happen? It fails and then you try something else. Exactly. You know, and I think that, and I, I mean, I'm, I'm speaking all of this, but I should take my own, you know, I should take, it's easy to just say it and right. then move on, but I should take my own advice and say, you know what? I, I'm in the prime part of my life to just try any and everything, whether it especially be. When it's, especially when it only takes effort mm -hmm. and, and timing and mm -hmm. focus and a willingness to do it. Yeah. You don't have a whole lot outside of your investing in your time. 
you don't have a lot of financial responsibility Mm -mm. in terms of doing anything that has to do with a phone in your hand. Yeah. You know, because the, like I said before, it's like the opportunities are so readily available to you. You know, um, it's, it's funny to think that like when I could have applied for a job, I had to write letters Mm -hmm. and I had to figure out how to find out who they they even write the letter to Mm -hmm. and get their address and all this sort of stuff. But now it's just a click of a button or I can, I can apply on, uh, a website mm-hmm. or I can, you know, do all these That's things. That's how I got so- my job now is I yeah. applied through a website. Yeah. I just heard, I got on a website. I thought, well, this will, this seems like it'll be all right. Yep. Applied and I got an interview and yeah. I was like, well, crap, this happened quick. You know, yep. I mean, I, I had to basically quit my boutique job within two days because they wanted me to start. Right. I was, I was like, oh gosh, this could be a full-time, you know, this could turn into a full-time opportunity and I'm a state employee cha-ching you know i mean and it changed so quick in a positive way but life can also change in a negative way very quickly and i just think try to always be prepared for that because you know if it fails it fails but at least you can say you did it or you at least you can say you tried well the only thing the only thing you've got to get over specifically is the fear of what people think Mm -hmm. and and the will and your willingness to do it Mm-hmm. That's it. Those well, are only two things you got to get over because once you get over that, then it's the re- it's go time. Mm-hmm. And to, and to be honest, like even sitting down to do this, I mean, I'm comfortable talking to you because you're my dad and you're my dad, you know. Right. But I was thinking earlier, I was like, who the heck is going to listen to a podcast with his daughter? Like, who's gonna you'll get a lot. You'll like, be surprised. I was like, I was like, who's going to care about what I have to say because it's nothing to do with golf course, anything. And, but I will say when I worked at the golf course with you, that was probably the best summer of my life because I was like, I genuinely, there was a time, a brief moment in time where I was like, I'm going to go to college and I'm going to, I'm going to major in, uh, what's it called? Agronomics or something. I was going to, I was going to do something with grass. (laughs) Agronomy. Agronomy. Yes. I was going to do something with grass because I was like, I freaking love this. I love this. I was like, I'm outside. I was like, this is what my dad is into. I was like, this is this would be so cool. And then I thought for a second, that's not really what I want to do. But it was so fun at the time. And I'm so glad I had that experience yep. where I worked with people who didn't speak English. I learned I learned how to speak some sort of Spanish that summer. Yep. Uh was that that job taught me a lot about responsibility because even though we worked to you're my boss. I didn't ride to work with you. I got up and I went to work every day, just like every other worker there. And I think that job taught me a lot about myself and that, you know, it sucked having to get up at four 30 and be at work and on the golf course and you know, whatever. But once y'all gave me the, the, the go to do the, all the bunkers, that's when I really started loving that job. Cause I was like, I am in charge of making these bunkers look good. Yep. And I took so much pride in that. And I would start on that back 18 and I would just go and I would be the first person back in and I would be like, my job is done. I, they look beautiful. And I think that taught me a lot about myself. And it was never, ever something I thought that I would be, that I would love. Yep. But I was like, this was fun, yeah. you know? And well, I, th- I think for me specifically, it was important for you to learn what the responsibilities are in a job that's that demanding and mm-hmm. has that much, you know, a lot of moving parts to mm-hmm. it. You know, have to, you know, w- work with the different, you know, all, all different walks of life. Mm-hmm. You know, we have a lot of things to accomplish. It takes, you know, understanding and, 
and a willingness to learn and take direction. But the biggest thing that I think that you got out of it and, and you touched on it was, is like, you know, you lived in my house, mm -hmm. but I was, I, I, I told you, I said, you will never ride to work with me and mm -hmm. you will have to be there on time. But you did let me ride to work with you on the weekend sometimes. Sometimes. If we had a tournament or right. something. Right. But I was always responsible right. for getting myself to work, yep. getting up. You never came and woke me up. Nope. I mean, I had to be there just like everybody else. Yep. Report. just And everybody else knew, yeah, this is the boss's daughter. But nobody really treated me any differently, nope. you know. I ran with the guys. I did, you know, I, I, I was – I. I I really enjoyed working there that summer because yeah. I got to kind of see also, I got to see the backside of what you do. You right. know, I was like, because growing up, I think what we all three still talk about is like some of the most fun and exciting times were when you would say, do you want to go to work with me on Saturday? And we'd get up and we'd go to work and we'd go to McDonald's, or we'd go to Chick-fil-A and we'd go to work with you. And, you know, to see, to, to get to experience it myself and actually work there, yeah. that was so fun for me. And to see the behind the scenes of kind of, you know, what makes the golf course run, that was always so, it, I don't know, it was just, it was fun for me to work mm. there. And to teach me like, do I want to do this grueling of a job <laughs> every day? No. But is it fun for my summer? And did I make really good money? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, I was making a lot more money than any of my other friends who had right. summer jobs. And I was done by 2 o'clock. So I was able to lay out and do whatever I wanted to. So right. it was perfect for me. But I don't know. That taught me a lot. And, you know, I think think more girls could work in the golf course industry. Oh, I, I 100%. I mean, you know, I, I wouldn't go so far as to say I'd have all female staff. Mm -hmm. But I think that... They, I mean, the, the attention to detail that I saw you put into those bunkers, mm -hmm. and and you had another woman that was we had on staff that was you know y'all did landscaping mm -hmm. and all this other stuff, and I just you know, y'all the the attention to detail is something you can't teach guys who just want to go 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 go, yeah. and and the way you the way you treated those bunkers and the way and I was like and I and I made this comment several times not just because you're my daughter I was like. Those are the best looking bunkers that I've ever seen <laughs> yeah. out here. I'm like, I don't, I don't, I mean, y'all, y'all just took care of them and you did yeah. it. And I didn't have to worry about it. And, mm -hmm. and specifically for someone in my position to not have to worry about something <laughs> is a relief oh, yeah, because I'm I, worried constantly about well, yeah. everything else. You Cause know, cause I, I remember sometimes you'd come home and I loved being in on like, you know, cause I did hang out with your assistants and all that. So I was, you know, kind of right. taken care of a little bit, you know, but just being able to hang out with the bosses or whatever, but you know, it'd always be like you'd pull up on somebody and they're just sitting there under their, you know, under, but never me. I was always afraid <laughs> you were going to pull up on me and find me not doing something. I was like, I have to be pulling a weed or cleaning, a, a, you know, water in this hydrangea that took, that y'all moved, that y'all transplanted and made me water for five hours a day, it felt like. I mean, <laughs> so I was like, I, I'm, I always was making sure I was working because I was like, if my dad pulls up and I'm sitting here on my phone, I'm going to get screamed at so bad. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, I do think that there should be, like, it's, yes, it's a very male-heavy industry, but I think it could benefit for more women in the yep. industry. I think it would make, I don't know, make your job sometimes make it easier. Like you said, you didn't ever have to worry because I took so much pride yeah. in how it looked. And I still got it done fast, sure. but I just took pride in making sure that it looked good because I knew people were paying a lot of money to play golf there. Right. <laughs> and I was like, I want it to look good, you mm -hmm. know? Well, and and we all, you know, that's that's what we all strive for, especially on you know, the golf course side is to, 
is to provide a great product for your clients, your customers. And, you know, in this case, it was our members and, you know, and uh, it's as important as anything that, you know, bunkers are a necess- necessary evil to golf mm-hmm. courses, but to have them look good and to play well mm-hmm. and to make sure that they were always presentable was it important and, and to not have to worry about that mm-hmm. as a superintendent. Yeah. That's, that's a, that's a home run right there. Yeah. I mean, which to me, I don't know, it is kind of dumb, but like, I just, I was like, they're finally let me, cause I begged to let me do something else besides water plants and stuff like that. And then when y'all let me get on that three wheeler, I'd get so excited to get on there and get on that three, when I'd see my name under bunkers, yeah. I'd get on that three wheeler and wheel it on out, put my <laughs> headphones in and I would. It's not called a three wheeler. <laughs> Whatever it's, it's called, it was definitely bunker rake or trap rake. Or... <laughs> well, it was in yeah. my, it was a three wheeler in my opinion because yeah. it was it had one wheel in the front, two wheel in the back, right. three right. wheeler. <laughs> you know that there it goes to show. I don't really know what I'm talking right. about, but it was a fun summer yep. and it taught me a lot. Well, Especially going lot of, into there... college, just like working that kind of yeah. job and thinking I don't want to do that grueling of a job. So I better well, go to not college. For everybody. No, it's not. It I loved it outdoors. And I loved hot it, and... but it was not. I was like. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of people that will listen to this and, you know, they'll take an hour or so to get to it. But I think the, the meat of it is, is the fact that you work for me mm-hmm. and, you know, and there's going to be a lot of a lot of people that have kids. And one of the biggest things they can do is work on the golf course and, mm-hmm. you know, be at a summer job or whatever. Mm-hmm. And just get that experience of having to be responsible to get up because, you, you know, the, the, this job is not glorious. It's, it's early mornings. Mm-hmm. It's holidays and weekends. It's, you know, it's seven days a week most likely a lot of times. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it, it becomes taxing to do. And to have done it for the majority of my life now is, you know, it's like old hat. But at the same time, it's like you can use that work ethic and that experience mm-hmm. to whatever – other jobs you're doing mm-hmm. in your life, even though this one was something that just taught you a little bit about whatever, you mm-hmm. know, you got out of it. And I think it's important that people that are listening to this, whose kids are teetering on what they should do, suggest that they work at the golf course. And so mm-hmm. I just think sometimes people won't even suggest that because mm-hmm. they think it's, oh, it's too hard on my kids or they won't like it. Or mm-hmm. if, if they come and complain, well, I'll just say, well, that's okay. You can go do something else. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I'm not being derogatory, but I'm, but I mean, that's just the way people mm-hmm. get raised a lot mm-hmm. these days. And that's fine. You can raise your kids however you want to, but I, I think it's important to teach them valuable lessons along the way because it's going to lead to what they're doing in life mm-hmm. and having them have the ability to, to think and process and have the work ethic that golf course just, it, it's just different and it teaches yeah. you that. Yeah, and I was I think I came to you and asked, "Can I work can I work there over oh. the summer?" because I was like I was so desperate to live in Nashville, and I thought if I live in Nashville, I'm going to have to work. Why sh- might as well work with my dad? And yep. I mean, and I was I was nervous at first cuz I thought I'm not going to be able to do this job. Yep. And the first week it was hard, but after that, I was I mean, I got a tan. I was like, this is great, you know. <laughs> I was, it was wonderful for me. Yep. Um but you know, it also just taught me a lot about like like I said, responsibility and 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 getting to see what you do right. was very rewarding for right. me to see get to see, you know, what you were passionate about at the time right. was, you know, very exciting for me. It's always exciting to me to watch either you or my, your mom be passionate yeah. about something. Cause you know, it, it gives me hope to be like, well, I can be passionate. I can still be passionate about stuff when I'm, you know, when I'm, you know, in my forties too. It's yeah. not like you can only be passionate about something 
right now, you know? For sure. You can just move on and, yep. uh, cause getting older is scary and it <laughs> goes very fast. So, you know, just. You're 20, about to be 25. You don't think that it oh, goes I by fast? 25 this I know. year. That's crazy. Yeah. It is crazy to be 25 yep. coming up. That's a big birthday for me for some reason. Yeah. I feel like because now I'm closer to 30 than I <laughs> than I am 20. And 30, I don't know, that's five years away. 30 that, sounds wild, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, 30 does sound wild. Yep. You'll, you'll feel real old when I'm 30. <laughs> I'll be 50 before you're 30, so that'll well, be. you know. Yeah. yeah well, you're. I don't think I don't think of you as old, though. I don't feel old. No. Sometimes I do. I don't think of you well, as old. Some, you know. pe- some, some people have parents that are like in their 60s. Yeah. And they're my age. So I'm glad y'all are young. <laughs> well, that's a, that's, a, that's a good, you know, way to look at it. I, I think it was rough on, in the, on us in the beginning, but mm-hmm. to have you guys at your age now and us still be, now it's kind of like we're friends and we can go hang out. Yeah. And don't feel like we're, you know, that's not for everybody. And I don't recommend mm-hmm. it. <laughs> it was, uh, it's yeah. tough, you know, to go. I don't to, know how, I don't. I'm glad I don't have a kid yeah. right now. I don't. I couldn't imagine being a parent yeah. right now, especially just in today's society. Yeah. I don't think I could be a parent right now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I commend y'all for having three before you were thirty. Well, it's all. It's yeah. And it, it's it's very can't ever never fails. I have a podcast where he starts barking. Where the dog starts yeah. barking. Um. Well, what um? Do you ever thought you'd be on the podcast when no. I started? No, you I was feel, like, what do you feel like? You know, what, uh, what were what were you gonna say? Well, I was like, well, how do you how do you feel like? Uh, did you get anything out of it talking through it, like a therapy session? Yeah, I, <laughs> I mean, I think it's always good to have conversations with your parents. I mean, we didn't really talk about anything deep or anything, and I wasn't really planning on it, but I just think it's important to have par- conversations with your parents that are yep. just like, let's just talk yep. because you know, in today's world. You know, I'm busy. You're busy. We don't always call each other, and that's fine. But you know, it's not. It was nice to just sit down and have this conversation, especially on Father's Day, yeah. and just be like, like one time we need to get all three of us on here. All, we will do that. All that... three of your kids on here just to talk. But um, you know, it'll be something to look back on in yep. the future and say, oh, I did this cool podcast with my dad, and um, I don't know. I've always wanted to be on a podcast too because I just. I like to hear myself talk, so yeah. I've always wanted to be on a podcast. That's kind of conceited, but I do like to hear myself talk. Well, when it comes out, you'll be like, "Oh, I sound terrible." Uh, or everybody yeah. goes to well, that. Well, it's been running through my head like, "Please don't say um," and I think I've said it about a million times. But I don't know. Or I I've said the word "like" a million yeah. times too, which I'm bad about that. But it has been fun to be on here, and I hope yeah. people get some sort of perspective from a 24 year old woman. But because um, I know that's not your demographic, but. Well, it'll just be different. You know, this is this is what I enjoy doing is having creating different content. And what better thing to do on Father's Day than to sit down, my oldest daughter, talk about life and where you're at and what mm-hmm. you're doing. But also maybe somebody can relate to that. Because I hope that maybe somebody will listen to this who's a father or whatever and either goes and talks to their kids, mm-hmm. has a sit down and conversation with them, or lets them listen. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know where everybody's at in their life, yeah. you know, and, and, you know, maybe you say something or we've said something on here that people, you know, gravitate well, to or listen to. And if not, then just be enjoy. you know, enjoy. I, there's going to be people listen for yeah. sure. And, you know, I just think uh, you never know what you're going to get out of something when you listen to it. You yeah. know, everybody takes something different right. from every podcast you put, from every song I listen to. You, everybody's gets a different message, a different 
little bit of tidbit of yep. what, you know, like when I listen to Gary Vee talk, you might get something different out of it than I get, you yeah. know, or, or Brant Cardone or whatever, Grant, Grant. Cardone, whatever yeah. his name is. You know, we, everybody takes something different. So somebody might listen to this and think what I said was important. Yeah. And so I think that's cool. So I've, I was excited when you were like, okay, yeah, let's do it. Because I thought, yes, I get to be on the, <laughs> the podcast. <laughs> so, yeah, it is cool, though. Well, it's been it's been fun. You know, we've talked for an hour and fifteen minutes. So has I mean, it really been yeah. an hour and fifteen minutes? Wow, yeah. I, I keep looking at the time, but I didn't know what time we started. I yeah. thought we've only no, been talking little, for like forty five minutes. No, but I mean, you know, and and I and I like to keep them to that because obviously that um, there's a lot more we can talk about. But I just think it was good for us to chat and mm-hmm. have some fun on here. And you don't like to be like Joe Rogan where you go for like three I, hours. I I study the heck out of Joe Rogan, and one day hopefully I'll get to where he's at. But, yeah, you know, he's a you know he can afford to. He can talk for three hours if he, he wants. Yeah, he can. And I and I don't feel like he ever runs out of. I mean, no. he has the same guy back two months later, and mm-hmm. I'm like, they never run they out of stuff. Talk- oh, no. it's just great. I know he yeah. is a good podcaster, and that's what I think makes these good. Is they're more conversational. Mm-hmm. You know, just we just talk and we just mm-hmm. recorded it. Not that's like all. a. It's not like a script. I mean, I asked you some questions, but it was more about us just talking and, yeah. and having fun. Mm-hmm. You know and. So what what's the what's uh, plans for the short future with uh, COVID nineteen getting everybody back to normal for you or well in my small town it never really uh, yeah. sh- I mean we shut down and I worked from home for two months but you know restaurants are opening back up right. uh, we're kind of already in a phase two but I think we might go back to a phase one because we had a significant spike. Uh, don't really know where that came from, but we did have a pretty significant spike for our small town. Right. Um, so, you know, I'm still working in the office as of right now. Um, and, you know, I, I'm just really enjoying life. It's been weird because it's my first summer as not in college. So I'm actually working. Right. <laughs> and I'm not just getting to lay out and do whatever I want five days out of the week. <laughs> so it has kind of been like tough yep. for me. But, uh, you know, just working yep. and looking forward to our trip that we got planned at the at the beginning of August yep. and just you know moving forward. So yep. not, not much of anything really. Just where's the life. where's the musical taste at right now? Uh, for me, well, I'm always about Harry Styles. Oh no, <laughs> always about Harry Styles. Uh, but right now I'm a lot about Morgan Wallen's. Is it Wallen? Wallen? Morgan you ain't Wallen? about him if you don't know his name. It's Morgan Wallen. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. And Luke Combs, yep. you know, uh, I kind of come around to the country. You I, have to. In this yeah, part of the world. and then I still listen to Kip. Um, I don't know. It just summertime brings out the country. Yep. You know, but uh, and I listen to Break Two. I, I do listen to you if you think I don't. Uh-huh. I, I do listen to Break Two. And uh, you what know, what do you think about it? I like it. I yeah, like it. It's different. Now, it? it's different because, you know, old school hip hop is. Well, that's know, what I raised you guys yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. You raised <laughs> us on it. So I've, I'm used to the sounds. It sounds like, it reminds me a lot of the Beastie Boys, kind of yeah. that same type of feel, you know, with the mic and the whatever effects y'all put on it. It's cool. And yeah. I, I think it's cool that y'all are, that y'all are using your voice and being creative and you know i just think i think it's cool yep yeah i mean at first i was like oh my god my dad's in a rap group but like as y'all have like released more music i'm like this is legit it's really good <laughs> you know so 40 we're somewhere in the neighborhood of 30 to something yeah. 40 songs that mm-hmm. we've actually put on soundcloud and mm-hmm. um we're still waiting for our first single to be um it's been approved verified but it the process it takes so long that we haven't gotten to be a re- on like Spotify and stuff. Yeah, we've got 
uh, it's like 20 or 30 different stores, but mm-hmm. the main ones, Spotify, Apple, mm-hmm. uh, Apple Music, you know, iTunes, whatever. And um, they just, uh, they hadn't given us a release date yet. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, funky fresh funky fresh that's the first one coming out we made a we made a cool video and we had to unfortunately um we couldn't clear all the samples mm-hmm. without paying an astronomical <laughs> yeah. amount of money uh-huh. but you know it's hey it's good and and, yeah. we, and hopefully we'll put an album together yeah that's fun. cool i think it's cool you know i'm all for it yeah so why not like you said if it fails it fails so why not i'm in i'm enjoying it if i know i mean i have fun doing it yeah. i do it late at night i do yeah. a lot you know, when I'm, you know, just kind of hanging out. Just so. messing around. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, I bet. So yep. yeah, I've always wanted to do it too, something like that. I yep. just think it's cool. Yep. So I'm all for it. Well, I'll wrap it up. Just okay. keep doing big things. Yep. And I'm proud of you. Well, I've always Dad. been proud of you. And I, and I loved hanging out with you guys this weekend. And mm-hmm. that means the world to me. But just grind on it. Keep doing big things. And you're going to keep grinding. Yeah. And, <laughs> um, and you know, like I said, just don't worry about what other people think. Yeah. Get over that fear. Go, That's the key message. Whatever it is, you know, I think the biggest things for you is to start, um, you know, daily reminders, daily planning, mm-hmm. you know, get out of this funk of, you know, now that you're in the real world and you've got job and responsibility, it's like this ball's rolling. Mm-hmm. Now what can I do? You know, how can I get to this place? What do I need to do for the long term? Mm-hmm. Do I need to start investing? Do I need to look at, you know, you know, whatever you know what is it that's going to make me happy ultimately and and then developing getting um you know working on yourself and then like i said you'll attract people mm-hmm. to to be around you yeah and that's the best advice i can give you yeah. you know and and i had to learn and nobody told me that when i was your age and i had to learn it at 47 mm-hmm. or you know even in just the last few years and you know i think it's valuable information yeah i think so too so well, thanks for uh, coming on well, and making the turn, me, um, and I enjoyed it. Yeah, thanks, Dad. All right. Well, okay. That's it, everybody. That's the episode. Uh, where they, you, if you want followers, y'all, I'll oh, yeah. give it out your okay. social media and stuff. Uh, my social media is my Instagram is a l l y p x r k e r because I never could get the a. I never could get Parker, so I just stuck. And back in the day, it was X was a big deal if you put yeah. X where A was. So I just kept it. And now all my my Twitter handles also all the same. same. Everything's Everything. the same. Right. So and yeah, that's where you can. If you find want to follow her, and if your daughters are into makeup or whatever, or Harry Styles, or I don't know what, <laughs> she says some she stuff about some <laughs> other bands and stuff too. So yeah. whatever, we won't get. And she has a fun with her uncle from time to time. Yeah. So Well, thanks again, babe. I love you, and I appreciate it. I love and you. we'll. Um, We'll uh, have you on again some other time. Okay. That's it. Go follow her. Thanks for uh, everything. All the dads out there, happy Father's Day. I know this will be coming out sometime uh, after that, but I hope you had a great one. And uh, thanks for listening. Hope you have a great time. And until next time, I'll talk to you soon.